Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. His name is Bricky. And ooh, the Bad Ab War is getting spicy. But before we continue, if you enjoyed today's episode and you feel like supporting us, head over to patreon.com slash Ridiculous, where you can get access to bloopers if they happen, uh, the Discord, the $15 tier gets you access to all of our posters in crispy HD digital format. It's great. Patreon.com slash Ridiculous. Bricky, what's going on today? Black Friday sale, full stop. All things are crazy. Buy over 100 bucks. Get 15% off your whole whole order link in the description all the good stuff brand new desk mat little blood all of the amazing new products all listed there Uh, also um there is the last chance for posters but we do have the last poster of the year the christmas poster coming out next week so if you want to do a big bundle order and everything and and uh, and get you know all the last bits uh you can wait on till last week for that one and uh, it will be up and fantastic um, so, but outside of that, if you're not interested in the posters and you want a bunch of apparel and cool merch, there's our dice, there's all the other stuff. It's good stuff. Check it out. I sufficiently made use of that discount at the store the other day. What'd you get? I got the, the red hoodie. Uh, I got, uh, uh, both of the little blood shirts and, and I got the spider booty poster. Oh, the Venom Crawler one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got the spider booty post going on the wall, man. It has ex- to. It has to. The, ex- the excitement you have from that phrase makes me upset. <laughs> the spider booty. Yeah, it makes me. Uh... The spy dussy, <laughs> as the kids like to say. Oh, that is so much worse. I, I want to go back to the other one. <laughs> I spider booty fir- it is. All right. I liked the first one a lot better. <laughs> Anytime you add the ussy at the end of something, you know. You know it's a problem. Yeah. Yep, big problem. Speaking of big problems, uh, yeah. isn't, isn't uh, old, uh, I don't want to say Blackheart, but isn't uh, some some problems in the Bad Ab sector? Yeah, um, so the Bad Ab War has been, uh, oh, uh, Shy has three fun facts about the previous episode. Uh, I Uh-oh. will I will admit one of them, I think I might know what one of them is, but lay them on me first. Yeah. So So I can pretend like I know and lie. Do you want to read them or should I? Uh, you know, uh, let, let's 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 go back and forth. You can do the first. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so first reason, uh, the reason why Marines Aaron were unwilling to be so aggressive was due to them being honor brothers with the Lamenters due to serving together multiple times. As such, when the Lamenters and Marines Errant faced each other, they refused to attack each other and just move ships around until one side left. This made both chapters' respective allies... Well, this made their respective allies really pissed. That's fair, because neither of them would fight. They would just kind of just... Pretty fair. That's very fair. circle around each other and be like, no, I don't want to fight, me either. Yep. All right, all right. Uh, number two, many people believe that the betrayal at grief was Inquisition false flag operation meant to behead renegade Astral Claws and Mantis Warriors in addition to killing off loyalist Red Scorpion's chapter master for attempting negotiations despite being forbidden from doing so by the Inquisition. Oh. That's a pr- that is a pretty inquisitorial base idea. That, that does is- not surprise me. I was going to say, I would not put that past the Inquisition at all. That definitely, that tracks for them, for sure. That is absolutely in their MOs. Oh, yes. 
All right, what's the third one? <clears throat> and three, according to Edwin Brown, who helped develop the Badab War, Minotaurs were formed by a garrison of iron warriors who were allowed to rejoin the Imperium back during the Great Scouring, but were put on a short leash as descendants of traitors. That's why their history is muddled, gene seat is marked as unknown chimeric, and why they follow orders of high lords and high lords only also explains why they're such assholes. You know, uh, is, is that all true? These, all, I mean, this all sounds fair enough to me. It, I mean, it, all, all this does, makes sense. That does explain why the Minotaurs are the way that they are. So, yeah. I sure. believe all the things that she says. Yeah, all the things she said, all the things she said, yeah. Is that a, it's a, is that a, old, is that a meme? Old song reference, don't worry about it. Oh, okay, I, I assumed it was in the... All right, mark down DK has a boomer moment on your bingo cards. Yeah. You've already it, gotten a only, shilling. So. Not only is it an old song, it's an old WWE intro song, too, for a wrestler named Victoria. Oh, oh, oh. Mark down your wrestling reference on your bingo cards, too. Ooh, we're, we're, yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're, we're Ooh, yeah. Making, making the references, brother. Yeah. We're, we're marking these all off today. God oh, damn. yeah. I'm making sure people get their bingos nice and early so that we can enjoy the Bad Ab War in all of its glory. Hell, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right. Really. So, uh, the Bad Ab War. I thought that we would have two more episodes. I was wrong. This is most definitely the last episode of the Bad Ab War. Uh, things wrap up relatively quickly in part two, uh, and at least in the part two uh, documents that I have. And uh, it does not take long. Most of it is spent talking about the various chapters and what they're like and their, their general lore and all that fun stuff. Okay. Um, so... Uh, as we left the last one over, the Loyalists have, for the most part, taken over these north and south reaches of space. The Pale Stars were taken up by the Minotaurs, who proceed to curb stomp them into oblivion. Yeah. And the uh, the northern regions have been uh, fought for the Endymion Cluster pretty hard uh, by a plethora of the Loyalists. Uh, but... <clears throat> The main things that happen in the part two kind of go like this. There, there are a couple important battles and important engagements and all that stuff, but there's also the more fun stuff to me, which is not the battles, but rather the, uh, the more political minutia, uh, and also a very hilarious method to, uh, break the bad ab ring of steel, but we'll get to there when we get to it. Oh no. Um, it's 40 K. So it's gotta be something absolutely silly. Like, uh, Oh, the Imperium decided they were going to send a fleet of empty ships and just ram the damn thing until it cracked. That's an orc method. That's true. That is a very orc method. That just just throws shit at it until it breaks. Yeah, that is that is more of an orc thing, isn't it? Uh, but for the most part, the, the start of this whole uh, section began with something called the Subjugation of Gallon 6. Ouch. Um, Gallon Six is a call, overburdened colony world uh, for about six years. It's been uh, the, the, it's the Gallon system, of course. It's been a prize that's been battled from the loyalists and secessionists pretty often, um, okay. including the Firehawks chapter that had received quite the hefty casualties, yeah. and. Uh, Generally leading to a lot of the uh, mass refugee immigration to the world of Gallon 6. Okay. Um, for the most part, 
there were a large contingent of problems on Galen, not the smallest being a chaos-influenced uprising, um, which required a, a suppression campaign. Then after that, we got ourselves a couple of revolts. Oh, no. Love, love that. Yeah, with you know, everything going on in the Badab sector, surely what we need is not only chaos's influence foaming around, but also, you know, let's let's deal with a revolution or an attempted coup revolution. Sure, sure, just what they needed. Just what they needed. Just a little revolution. Just what the doctor ordered. Uh, so, like I mentioned, each of these areas for, for uh, today are like, Little individual bits that have been added uh, and, well, not necessarily added, but like individual little situations that have been um, uh, brought up to end up at the Badab War, like small subjugations here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was the main claim to fame, I'd argue, for the Sons of Medusa chapter, which are, which which homeworld is Medusa trivia? Which homeworld is Medusa? I don't remember. I gotta be honest with you. Probably like a... Wasn't there like a Gorgon planet or something? And it's where Medusa's from? Something like that? You're getting so close. Look at the look at the look at the guy. Come on, look at him. Look at the guy. I don't know. No, just just tell me. This is this is me rolling into stupid quote. What does he look like? What is it? What do you see prominent in his features? A lot, a lot of green. God damn it! Not, a lot of, not, lot of green, a lot of green, a lot of green red, part. white helmet, skulls. No, no. Keep going. You're, you're, you're a little less. The, not the colors. Not the colors. Not the colors. I don't know. That's, that's Tetris, actually. Shit. Yeah, that's Tetris. Like, man. God damn it! It's the Iron Hands. Look at all the tech. Look at all the look at all the Omniscient gears and cogs and it's it's an Iron Hands oh, subchapter. I mean, Medusa I, is the home world of, of Ferris Manus. Oh, oh! See, they had he had a head though. That's why I didn't. His name? Okay, not bad. His name? Oh wait, no, Medusa is not the homeworld. Well, wait. yeah, I mean, I, I I guess the logo is a big cog, isn't it? A big iron cog. So I, I I guess I don't know. A part of me like looked at him. I was like, what is this supposed to be like? Did, did they corrupt and become like you know Nurgle or something? Because well, the, the green. But wait, no, yeah, Medusa I, is I, the homeworld. Oh, okay. Medusa is the homeworld. Yeah, cool. it is the homeworld. I'm stupid. I, I got. I thought it was called Gorgon for a, a second. Then I remembered his his uh, nickname was the Gorgon. Give to oh, him by Fulgrim. That's where I, got, I got confused. Yeah, because I thought Gorgon was a planet too. His nickname was the. Okay, yep. I was. Right. I was also confused. I think I confused you by not immediately getting it. The, uh, Medusa, sons of Medusa, Iron Hand subchapter, the whole nine yards. Uh, this was kind okay. of their claim to fame. Uh, the main point of Gallon was to, like most of the plants here in the Maelstrom Zone, don't blow it to smithereens. Please keep the infrastructure <laughs> intact. And if you can, most of the people. Oh, um, boy. That always goes well. Well, it did for the most part. Uh, oh, they hey, landed, good for them. Yeah, they landed this area called the Old City, one of the major um, like kind of manufacturing ports and areas on this planet. And, you know, kind of like... I don't, it's, not, like, it's like this mechanical fury. They orbital bombarded them uh, across across the city, landed of tons of landing craft, and just for the most part had all of the survivors huddling together, scared of what's happening as every single defense like subsequently fell. Oh boy! All it right. was 
like land speeders flying over the sky, like little flocks of crows and armored <laughs> columns of land raiders and razorbacks. And every time someone tried to take up arms, they were just like mercilessly cut down. Oh, boy. Yeah, keep, keep, try to keep everybody alive. I know. Orbital bombardment. That'll do the trick. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well the- <laughs> not the not the precious areas. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, man, I know how to keep casualties at a minimum. Orbital bombardment. That'll do the trick. <laughs> and it's like, um, I guess in 40K, maybe that's seen as hmm. tactical orbital bombardment. Tactical. Okay. Okay. It's all it's all about what you're bombarding and what they're bombarding is defensive <laughs> positions, not like the home of a uh, yeah, not like city hall. They're not like going to the main hub of innocent civilians and just like, "Ah, sure, make that a crater." Yeah, you you get it now. Yeah, they they didn't pull a firehawks and nuke a farm just for the funsies. Well, I mean, probably was a little fun. Sure, but you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like. See. Um, I'm gonna nuke a farm. See. But yeah, for the most part, uh, they were as the sons of Medusa put themselves a uh, purging the weak. Um. Within. Within like like just in cold calculated fury, they took Gallon uh, Six, maintained his infrastructure, and then naturally the Inquisition, the Department Munitorum was like, "All right, everyone here for your crimes are now either indicted into a penal legion or will continue to work uh, into servitude for the rest of your life to fund the loyalist war effort." Yay! Oh boy! Even if they had nothing to do with like the uprising, they didn't have chaos or whatever. They're just like, "Oh yeah, you live here, and you are, I guess, to blame." So congratulations on eternal servitude. You know that the the taint of chaos is uh, the taint of chaos is the taint not of, so easily cured. Exactly the taint yes. of chaos. Anyway, um, despite all that kind of uh, shit, the gallon six was subjugated. So that that's check mark one. Um, gallon six check. Gallon six check. check. Moving a, a large manufacturing zone. Hell so, yeah. The next part came was the rearrival of the Carcharodon's Astra. The good old Ooh. space sharks. Oh, um, they're, so they're not with the Minotaurs anymore. No, they they are they have moved up to a more um like uh they're talking to the Imperium now, basically, is well, okay. how I could put it. <clears throat> um I I remember them helping down in the Pale Stars, but uh they kind of just arrived. As they do. Isn't yeah. that like a pretty normal Carcharodon thing? They just kind of show up. Nobody really knows where they're, where they came from or what they're doing. They just show up and just, hey, guys, space sharks. As far as I'm concerned, the uh, the space sharks uh, are actually <laughs> very much a um, uh, th- I think this is where their book was, because this sounds like all the things I said uh, in the episode we did on them. Hmm. Um, because they literally just arrive with extraordinarily old Imperium ident codes, um, and we're like, "Hey, we're here. Uh, what do you want us to do? Because huh. we are really good at killing. They sure are. Love and me some Carcharodons. 
so you know there was like that little tense in between like ah oh, should we trust them and we, you know we'll we'll have commander carob Coln of the red scorpions kind of make some decisions like yeah some wary new rec- uh, recruits especially because the fire angels really don't like them because they think they're like bar- barbarous and and aberrant and just kind of which because you know they're space sharks so yeah yeah I mean, I guess, I guess then it would be a good idea to put them with the Minotaurs because if the Minotaurs see anything suspect, they probably just, without hesitation, mow their ass down. I mean, as you see here by this quote, it says, "We surrender by the mercy of the God Emperor. The war is over. We have surrendered." Oh, Final boy. Vox intercept from the Void Colony, Sigard Seven. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> you never like to hear that one when you're talking about 40k because. Ye- someone's getting genocided it's a it's a classic lovely case of hey check it out uh the carcaridons are possibly from the gene seed of the night lords and that tracks yeah that's super track especially with like because they have that crazy appearance of kind of a shark with the with the teeth and the don't they have like pale white skin too because like like a shark hide right it's kind of grayish white it's like a gray, like leathery kind of texture yeah, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the black eyes, like Shy said, black eyes, big sharp teeth. That does seem like it's a Night Lord's thing. They they have a lot more of the the scary shark teeth type thing as opposed to like. Nostr- I'm assuming Night Lords have more of like a like a like a fanged thing because you know they're they're vampire-y. Ah, that's um, true. They would have just the 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 sharp canines, as it were. A little bit. Oh, well, they're not even that vampire. It's more blood. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Point being, the Carcaridons arrive and start murdering everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. Meh, meh, meh. Per- particularly the Mantis Warriors chapter. Uh, they were <laughs> the ones with a lot of the worlds they kept up in the Endymion cluster. And so this, they, they were still being kind of a pain in the ass. They're really good at guerrilla warfare, just kind of bouncing around back and forth, firing on the, and, you know, firing and, and moving. Um, didn't They're, the Mantis uh, Warriors suffer some pretty heavy casualties in the last couple episodes? That's why they're currently in the uh, gorilla, uh, yeah, gorilla warfare. Yeah, so they're not at full strength. So it probably isn't out of the realm of possibility that the Carcharodons just roll over them, just stomp them into the ground. They they kind of do. Uh, the Carcharodons arrive and then just kind of pick apart the Mantis Warriors piecemeal. Every yeah. every time it's naturally a, a pretty decent defense, but it's just like, well, that battle is lost, crap. That battle is lost, crap. Yeah. And so the constant weakened uh, position of the Mantis Warriors was still a problem because Carob uh, Cole was like, yeah, just kind of leaving a a Space Marine chapter that's wounded but still in play alone. It's just not uh, a good idea. Yeah, especially in the Bad Ab War when you, yeah. That's just asking to have them get wiped out. Like, you're just begging for one of the Imperium forces to just take them out. That was basically what Carob Colon's idea was. was like, all right, Carcaridons, you want to prove your worth? I'm going to set you loose. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I can keep you at an arm's length. Like, go over there, do what you're doing, prove, prove to me. Kind of mm-hmm. the same thing the Minotaurs did. It was like, all right, you know what? They're, they're kind of dicks, but they're doing all right, so... <laughs> That's a shame because the Mantis Warriors logo is very cool. That's a very cool Mantis logo with like the the yellow back with like the black logo and the red eyes. That's a that's a pretty cool color scheme actually. 
It is. Um, it's a shame that they get absolutely rolled and probably yeah. never heard from again after this because they get wiped out. Oh, not quite. Uh, they get rolled. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, they actually they surrender. They ha- offer their unconditional surrender as renegades and and are and, and it's accepted. Yeah. Oh. Okay. The Carcharodon's like they're they're space marines, sure, and they're problematic, sure, but. He can't really be under the guile of the Red Scorpion's chapter master and then be like, yeah, they surrender, but we just decided to, like, eat them anyway, <laughs> you know? I mean, to be fair, in 40K, if you're like, oh, yeah, but they're, they're traitors, and it's like, oh, they surrendered, but you still just wiped them out? Eh, sure. Yeah, that's more they're of a traitors, Minotaur. Eh. That's, m- m- the Minotaurs are more of a, uh, yeah, um, I-, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> surrender. They just kept fighting to the last man. What a shame. Oh, fact, shoot. They, I didn't hear any surrender command. It must not have come over our Vox as we were eating them. I got to be perfectly honest. It was a really <laughs> weird strategic decision, the way they all faced the wall and uh, and then died right there. <laughs> I was yeah shocked. It's amazing. They all put a gun to the back of their heads as they were facing a wall and just... You know, I we had no. Hey, we did. What are you gonna do? I, I genuinely knew we could not trust. We just genuinely could not trust <laughs> these these dang uh, guys. Like a, a mass suicide. That's so chaos. That's so chaos. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, this is what we get. Damn. Z- yeah, Zinch must have done something to him to make. You know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna what do? You, what are you gonna do? What, what are you gonna, gonna do? do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Anyway, uh, so the Mantis Warriors surrendered, and also the Fire Angels chapter um, also left. They were the Loyalist chapter, but they're kind of like honor-bound, and they see the Caradons probably eating people and be like, you know, (laughs) I'm out. Like, like, we're massively (laughs) injured. Our forces are depleted. Don't much like our neighbors. (laughs) I think we're going to (laughs) bail. Almost like our neighbors, indeed, sir, as they are just eating people. Raw. Sure, yeah, it's like you know what? I'm out. What's the what's the disappearing kid meme? The and just peaced out. Oh, the the, the guy who does the peace sign and disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's totally the the fire angels. Fire angels. Yeah, yeah. I would I would peace. So this next part of the war, um. Wait, Fire Angels are Ultramarine descendants, so you are <laughs> likely literally right, Bree. <laughs> you know, I, well. I, I may not love the Ultramarines, but man, their their descendants are getting kind of shrucked on. Um, yikes. Yikes. Shrucked? Yeah, they're getting kind of shrucked. I don't know where that comes from. I think it, my brain might have just made that up on the spot, but it I- sounded right. I think you like went shrucked. from like like wrecked to shrekt to shrucked. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Um, Get shrucked right. on new. <laughs> this next part of the war, I'd argue, is probably the most important. Oh, so this next the chap it's chapter six. The tyrant stands alone. Oh, um, oh boy. <laughs> so. Basically, what occurs is that there's a lot of Corsair activity. Corsairs being the Astral Claws, because they eventually became the Red Corsairs. But in this time, they mean yeah. Corsairs as in, like, solo raiding parties. Um, they uh, decided to... Um, they're, they're Sorry, there's a lot more activity in the Eastern Maelstrom Zone. And it's led to the idea that... 
Astral Claws have somehow slipped out of the Badab sector and are starting new operations. Um, this to for for all of my StarCraft II fans, this was what we would call a stealth base. Um, it's uh, as as a as a fan of uh, of playing Terran in ranked, uh, I would often uh, make a command center, float it to the random corner of the map, and uh, just get some minerals and and build up a slight secondary army there to prepare. Oh, okay. I I, I kind of know what you mean. I've I've seen a few StarCraft matches here and there. I, I, I know about the floating fortresses. I love StarCraft. I, I'm I'm sad that it's so hard. Yeah, I just I can't do RTSs, man. I think everybody knows how smooth of a brain I have. I I cannot with all the clicking and strategizing and figuring out which minerals and things to build first and that that ain't me i I need some brainless fun man i need like here's your attack button here's your dodge button go listen we'll play some lethal company one day hell yeah Um, brother hell yeah anyway uh so this was eventually confirmed by some scouting ships that the uh, secessionists were in fact creating a brand new four base training a ton of uh you know more fighters the tyrants legion the like mm-hmm. uh and all that kind of stuff it was a ragged armada of vessels wrecks scavenged hulks freighters they stole all that kind of stuff with vast camps of training grounds uh uh, kind of like a work camps, if I'm being totally honest, but like mm-hmm. makeshift training work camps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, what happens here is that this is the Salamander's claim to fame in the war. Um, Mirsan, M I R apostrophe S A M, the the Salamanders like their apostrophes. Yeah. Um, decided to use their battle barge known as the Pyre of Glory. Course. Oh hell yeah! Salamander names are so great. Uh, they use that along with a planned task force, including the previously completely silent chaplain Ivanis and Comey, the representative of the Minotaurs that never spoke and just kind of chilled in the council. Ooh, all um, right. him as well, which is hilarious because the Minotaurs and the Salamanders working together is. Just crazy. It, they would probably it does be not at fit. odds all the time. Minotaurs just like, oh look, they're still innocent people. We should probably we should probably kill them. And the salmon is like, no, stop. The ma- like the whole concept for this uh, engagement was to make their way over there and put an end to this relatively fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the salamanders are pretty pretty low on general uh, numbers, but. Salamanders love fighting at low odds. That's just kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. So they can the find com- glory and honor in in you know fighting the oppressive numbers. They're, they're really good at their suicidal missions, um, <laughs> and and they're salamanders. So you know who cares? Yeah. So the Salamanders Joint Minotaurs Task Force, a phrase that should never be said, um, <laughs> made Planetfall to attack the secessionist bases and, and training camps. And this was a fo- uh, a force known as the Gift of Fire, which is, of course, again, oh boy, that's just uh, lovely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Truly the the odd couple, the Minotaurs and the Salamanders, truly the oddest couple that has ever existed. So once they arrive, they realize a large portion of the bigger ships are left on like more uh, scrounging up runs. So they said, mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, we got to go, go now. We got to go, go, go. 
So the Pyre of Glory decided to macro cannon bombarded whatever they could, naturally. Naturally, sure, why not? And once in the atmosphere, the two of them divided into their own forms of uh, of grounds. The Minotaurs attacked the Bastions, uh, where the quote-unquote dark architects were likely concealed, <laughs> while the Salamanders in, the descended on the uh, city-sized training camps. Um. Right. Th- they also had a bunch of things called Cestus Pattern Assault Rams, which is Whoa. a hilarious, hilarious unit. Um, <laughs> right? Is there a is there a picture of these things, or is it just something that's described in like a book? So, if I'm not mistaken, the the Cestus Pattern Assault Rams are a uh, are a Forge World like they're like a version of a Thunderhawk gunship. Um, but they're, Ooh. but they're, Whoa. but like, like you, you hit them with it. Like it's, it's a Ram. Wow. That, I mean, that looks very cool. And that definitely looks like something that like, you just get that thing up to mock speed and you just let it plow something over. It, it's, it's a pretty cool looking ship. Actually. Oh, I think yeah, I like it a lot more than the Thunderhawk. Oh, absolutely. It, that looks like a, a futuristic speeder. That yeah. looks like, it looks like one of those, uh, you know, like in, uh, that's. Star Wars movie where Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan are like flying through the city chasing after the changeling. It looks like it'd be right at home in that skyscape, just flying around, just whatever. Yeah, d- despite the fact that this thing is like the size of an apartment building because it's the size of a Thunderhawk. Oh, well, if you shrunk it down a little bit. Sure, sure. But yeah, yeah. it's gigantic. Oh, I love um, it. It looks great. It is pretty cool. I I do love the look. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is. It is a space Normandy boat. You ram it into the enemy ship, and the dudes get in. It, it's, well, hey, it works. I mean, as far as space marine deployments, why spend money on a drop pod when you can just shove the ship into them? <laughs> I mean, hey, sure. I mean, I'm sure there are some. Uh, chapters that love doing that more than others. Like I'm sure that seems like something the Minotaurs would just. Oh man, they they would get orgasmic over that thing. It is it is relatively lovely. Anyway, um, relatively combined, lovely. Relatively what? lovely. <laughs> so yeah, the, relative those, to what? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of you remember our Kiriath episodes. There's some dumbass ones out there. That's true. You're right, sir. There's some weird 40k vehicles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. All right. So uh, this basically came to the the extent of the uh, Minotaurs and the Salamanders chapters, where the Minotaurs began to uh, just like clap on a lot of the Astral Claw defenders down below while the Salamanders did a really perfect cycle of, all right, Fire Drake Terminators down, Storm Bolters, Missile Launchers, like rip through everybody. All right, back them up. We're bringing in Triple Land Raiders. All right, they've broken through. Bring them back. Seven Dreadnoughts. Oh! Like, clunk, clunk, clunk. And then they just just massacred i like like this is no like remember no russian monitor for two levels just unloaded swaths of multi-meltas and cannons into the packed masses of troops and just vaporizing them they had no chance there there was no chance i was gonna say if if you're telling me they brought in three land raiders seven dreadnoughts and and salamanders ahoy like bruh (laughs) <laughs> Unless you've got a big pack of Black Legion in there too, you, there's no chance. 
you have no shot. If you're so, a training ground, mm-mm. especially when what when the Minotaurs made their way, uh, Minotaurs and Salamanders actually uh, bashed their way <clears throat> into the underground cavern system and found the Heretic Laboratories. Oh um, no! <laughs> so good old Huron has not necessarily been dabbling with chaos, so to speak, but he has been doing a lot of things that the uh, Imperium would refer to as heretical. Okay. Naturally. Yeah, a lot of weird Xeno shit. Uh, not Xeno shit. More so oh. generating a bunch of combat drugs for his troops. And ah. more importantly, stealing the gene seed of the dead space marines they killed. Ooh, yep, that'll do it. That, I mean, <laughs> boy, if the combat drugs didn't do it, yeah, stealing gene seed is definitely high treason and... Ooh. Yeah, it's corpse taker apothecaries. This is a, you know, when you think of chaos space marines, like this is just a a Sunday. But yeah, for secessionists who still believe in the god emperor, not great. No. So after this, and then they found all this stuff out, they were beginning to leave, so to speak. Um, However, after this, uh, the Gift of Fire task force had finished their victory, they were struck by a really powerful warp squall and scattered on their way back to Imperial space. Um, it they made it out alive thanks to their really good navigator, um, whose name is also Nostromo, which is kind of uh, Nostromo, huh. which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, at this point, the Geller fields were at the point of the collapse and their drives were failing. So the vessels kind of limped their way out of the boundaries to repair themselves, mm-hmm. which did not do great as the Astral Claws strike cruiser arrived in the region. Oh. Uh, and uh, having found their home base destroyed, and they're pretty pissed. So yeah. the Astral Claws arch centurion Karnak Commodus love these six. Six wow. fucking word names. That is a that is just word soup. He uh, found the uh, the pyre of glory ship and decided to take vengeance for his uh, for his supposed failings at protecting his home system. Okay. Uh, he also had a astropathic message sent to his unexpected ally from the executioner's chapter, a battle barge known as the Phaeton Phaeton Phaeton's Wrath. Okay. So, <clears throat> tough fighting. You know, we got the Pyro Glory surrounded. Both the Astral Claws are here and the Battle Barge of the of the kind of weird Executioner chapter also here. Bit Things of a, not looking great for the Salamanders. Right. And the Executioners, like the Minotaurs, yeah, should I, should I say it here? They, uh, they owed Huron an honor debt for saving their chapter from extinction. So, uh, okay. But they didn't much like working with him much. They kind of just did their own thing like the Minotaurs did. Uh, okay. So the executioners aren't necessarily on Huron's side. It's just honor compels them to fight for him. No, they're on his side. They're on yeah, his okay. side, but they're just not, um, how you say like, uh, Ah, I don't really know how to describe it. They're just they're a wild. They're, more <laughs> they're doing wild their own card. thing. Yeah, yeah, they're doing wild their own card, thing. doing their own thing, not following his orders, but they'll help. Like the like the Minotaurs. Yeah. So, with this, 
Uh, Thulsa Kane, the master of the executioners, after a massive uh, ship battle, voxed the salamander's vessel and uh, offered them the chance for an honorable surrender. Oh, I'm sure that went over just perfectly. I'm sure they just took it and, hey, yeah, sure, you know, no problem. Yeah, hey, sure. Always th- happens. Th- hey. They offered them an oath uh, that they would uh, escort them with safe passage from the war zone and not take up arms again in the conflict. Um, now, uh, Mirsan, the, the commander of the Salamander's force, said okay. He conceded to the demand despite oh. knowing that there would there's issues, but it's either all face death immediately or take a surrender. Huh. I'm kind of surprised they actually... Took the surrender, I've, especially with Salomon. Is be like, no, fight till the death, glory till the bitter. You know what I mean? I kind of figured they wouldn't. So I think it's also it's also because this was this guy was a, a veteran commander, but also when he was just a scout, actually fought alongside the executioner's chapter like centuries ago. Uh, so so he, he kind of tr- he trusted their oath. Well, no, he right. trusted their oath. He trusted their saying. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so both the Astral Claws and Executioner's Chapter uh, drew alongside and docked and boarded. Um, also, yeah, uh, uh, Sean makes a good point. It's still not a fight between Chaos and Imperium. It's Imperium <laughs> and Renegades. And so surrender is a more acceptable statement because no, it's not like you're bringing in the follower of Slanesh or something. That's true. I, I guess at this point, nobody has gone full chaos, and nobody needs to be like just execute them to the last man, right? It's not like you're fighting uh, Abaddon or something. So, yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I guess then surrender would be a more palatable option that you'd be open to. A little more acceptable. Yeah. So, uh, once they boarded and docked, uh, the Thulsa Kane, the leader of the executioners, accepted Mirsan's sword and surrender, and they stood down all their arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, our centurion Commodus also led his own boarding party, uh, and of course, had been unopposed due to the surrender and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, he made his way directly to the Gene Seed vaults. Oh boy, here we go again. And was like, give me them all. Oh, boy, he stole all the gene seed, huh? Well, the salamander said, um, <clears throat> fuck off. <laughs> I was going to say, if if you say that to a space marine chapter, they are not. Uh, that'll start a fight. That'll start a to the death fight to save the gene seed. Yeah. So the uh, salamander's <clears throat> apothecaries told him no, and Commodus killed them all. And at this point, furious, he ordered the massacre of the salamanders that they had taken prisoner and commanded them to take the gene seed, whether alive or dead. This had the executioner's chapter, Kane, become incredibly pissed off with his (laughs) allies. I bet. And so, uh, you know, good old. uh, Yeah, this was their are we the baddies moment. (laughs) <laughs> are we the but no what so Certainly incensed not. in a murderous rage kane uh lifted the surrender on the salamanders and the two of them hunted down the astral claws aboard the ship uh in, for this massive transgression of honor uh, okay uh, so the executioners have now turned on the astral claws 
They have. And good, at good the end them. of at the end of the fight, Kane uh knelt before Mirsan and provided to him the head of Art Centurion Commodus. Oh metal as hell. Let's go. So good for the exec- them. Good for the executioners. Yep, yeah, this this was their oh crap moment. It's like, oh yeah, we really shouldn't have followed these guys. Oh boy. So they withdrew then without further comment. Uh, the Pyre of Glory were then left on their own devices. And from this point on, the executioners were a total third party. They were not, in, uh, they were actively fighting the Astral Claws and secessionists. But when the loyalists would contact them, they basically just put them on mute. Okay. Gotcha. So they have kind of not exactly shifted sides, but yeah. Yeah, they're they're fighting off the astral claws with a real anger and hatred for what they did to their their honor and uh, and what happened at the pyre of glory. Yeah, justifiably. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh, uh, we want to re- you want to read this next one? Sure. Uh, these guys don't f around, says Shy. At one point, one company of executioners and a company of Carcaridons fought each other. Carcaridons wiped executioners out, but not before executioners wiped them out. That's right. When people arrived at battle scene, literally everyone on both sides was dead. Wow. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that sounds about right. They're called that, the executioners for a reason. Fair enough. I mean, I guess you don't get a name like that in 40k without having some justifiable oomph behind it, right? So fair, I guess. So after that, let's say Huron, seeing what happened in the executioners chapter, was not stoked. <laughs> yeah. Oh no one one more. Uh, notch on their belts i don't have many fighting forces left so due to this um good old good old huron was like all right uh that's it the imperium is dog water i am done with this it is a bankrupt rotting carcass fit only for the grave a sovereign state has now been dedicated to this, uh, the triumph of mankind, and he took every single cardinal, priest, and missionary out into the streets and murdered them. Whoa! <laughs> ripped off all branding of the Imperial of Man, the Imperial Aquila, scratched off any and all Imperial uh, logos on their... Um, on their armor and yes his big quote was the only reward for loyalty is betrayal oh man i mean you knew at some point it had to come to this you just you you knew right but dang yeah this this was the the end of uh, of huron's like i'm still fighting for the like I have just different ideas of the Imperium and stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is like, nope. I am on my own. Wow. I'm. I'm actually. I'm kind of surprised it took him this long. I mean, the Imperium at large is completely surrounding him. They've taken pretty much everything around him, and he's still like, oh, for the Emperor. And only now is he like, ah, take down all symbols of uh, the Imperium kill all the imperial priests and stuff and i'm surprised it actually took him this long yeah he's still not chaos Uh, i know i know he's still not chaos chaos. he's still just kind of like hey i was doing this for for good reasons and yeah yeah 
He's he is currently taxation is theft. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, mean at this. Wrong. And I mean at this point, the astral claws are actually getting really like. I mean, I mean, okay, like fascist is already a common thing in this universe, but they're mm. getting a lot worse. Like, if you're a non-Astartes and you look at an astral claw, it was, like, punished by blinding. Oh, um, wow. An assassin tried to kill Huron, so now nobody is allowed in, in his chambers except for other Astartes. Like, it's... Right. They're getting really, like, paranoid and and, uh, and angry. Yeah, well, I mean, with the way the bad abor is going, of, of course they would be. They're just... It seems like they're about to lose. So, of course, you're going to get paranoid. Uh, the next major battle, the next check mark we have, is one I'm kind of gonna scoot past a little quickly because this is a pretty important one, but it's uh, it's it's very long, and uh, it's got a lot. It was the taking uh, or the invasion of Py- Piraeus. Um, okay. Long story short, Piraeus was a very important uh, world in the Badab sector. This would have been their main. Um, what do you call it? Uh, like like staging ground, like forward operating base in the mm-hmm. Badab sector. Um, this one, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of battles. It's a lot of <laughs> murder and uh, it, Red Scorpions chapters, Minotaurs, and the Exorcist chapters all fought in here along with a bunch of Imperial Navy fleets. Sheesh. You know, okay. they, the, their task big, force was big, the uh, big battle. Yeah. Big battle. The Spear of Mazoa was was uh, their big, like, it's it's a whole thing. It was a whole gigantic fight in order to get a a hold on this area. The the main climax of the fight being the duel between Huron and the Red Scorpions chapter master, Carib Colton. Okay. All right. That's, that um, is a big duel, sure. It is a huge duel. Uh, it was a classic case of both of them were left wounded, but Huron really pulled out the dub on that one by <laughs> just shredding him with his claw over and over again. Ouch. But in classic 40K fashion, he survives from his wounds just barely and is able to escape the classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 40K does that a lot where it's like, oh, we, we can't kill off either of them because they're, you know, then we lose two characters or we lose one important character. So we'll just have him be mortally wounded and, and flee. And oh, he's fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. It, it is. It is a thing they do a lot. It's fine, I guess. But it yeah. is a little it is a little annoying how often it happens. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you don't want to just, you know, senselessly kill off what you conceive to be a main character that has further use, because, you know. Yeah, all the usual jazz. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the main ending point of this war, and the reason why I'm skipping over it the most it is, is because it's basically just a way for them to get it so that both sides are now at a really tough time. The loyalists technically like lost because they didn't take the place, but they also decimated basically the entire secessionist fleet since it is yeah. only the astral claws left. And Huron is significantly wounded at this point, right? Yeah, uh, he got stabbed a bunch, but he, you know, it's a space marine and a terminator. Yeah, okay. armor. He'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> he'll always be fine as He'll he be always fine. Is. Whatever. Cole <laughs> get him survived. in the back to tank. Yeah, you get get him back. You know, he Colin survived, and he ended up getting himself, uh, uh, you know, fixed up to lead the war again. The usual, mm, of course, um, of course. The main thing is like, oh no, 
We didn't take this forward operating base, but we did also destroy basically their entire defensive fleet. And so, in a sense, we did take the base because they can't really hold it anymore. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of an Imperium dub. It it was, in a sense, an Imperium dub. And the problem was, was that for a long while after this, they uh, did something called the Silent War, which was just basically the fact that neither of them had any real forces to spare. And anything the Imperium wanted to give them, they couldn't because guess what? The Tyranids are here and they're taking everything. Ah, uh, so they literally have no forces to spare. Ah, uh, that sucks. And they're so close. If they could just spare anything, they could probably just ah, uh, that's that is unfortunate timing. Yeah, it is it is not great on that side. But despite that all, um, these small little like back and forth bloody miniature like attacks were the silent war for a bit before eventually with all of the uh, lost forces and the lack of reinforcements they decided to do their final final bit their final fight final fight final fight uh this was gathering a large uh, contingent of all of the currently active space marine chapters um Specifically, the executioners were taken uh, or met with um, the Salamanders chapter master again and brought out of the equation. Um, Basically, they said, like, hey, we got problems, weird things were occurring, but hey, executioner chapter, surrender, come with us, us Salamanders, we will see to your um, survival, basically. Mm -hmm. And if you just don't be part of this war anymore and they said okay okay as as they probably would since it's coming from the salamanders yeah yeah and there's that like a, a, an honor debt there you know definitely definitely so there's the their own little little doodads of that kind of thing but mm-hmm. so. so do you remember the ring of steel i do remember the ring of steel is impenetrable and huron's kind of at the at the center of it there's a little bad ab and yeah 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 yeah, so the Ring of Steel, uh, with the arrival of the Star Phantoms chapter fleet, uh, like full-on 10 companies strong, huge group, uh, wow. battle titans of the Legio Crucius, which are thanks to the intervention of the Mechanicus group on Angstrom that we talked about, mm-hmm. and a few other chapters, it was now time to deal with the Ring of Steel. Ooh. The problem with the Ring of Steel... Is that Dan? The Star Phantoms logo is baller. Holy hell! Oh, their whole vibe is amazing. Death is but a door. The Credo Mortifex. What? what Chai, who are these edgy ass people? These people are cool. Yeah, they're super cool. They got the black and white. There's a four on their knee as well. They're like the fourth company or something, or fourth chapter. What? What? They're they're very cool. I like them a lot. Jeez, so edgy too. You're right. Good lord. Yeah, I mean that that's edgy as hell. But I do like that look. Yeah, that is a great look. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> they bring the loyalist armada to the system, and the problem with the Ring of Steel is that it is, uh, it's hard to describe. It's like it's like trying to enter someone's home, but every single uh, cobblestone thing in the pathway is a mine. Ooh, and 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 the grass is lava and 
if you try to drive your your car up the driveway, there's just like a like a, a turret. It, you just, there's nothing there you can deal yeah. with. It's very impossible to get through. Impenetrable. One might pretty say. much impenetrable. But the biggest downside of the Ring of Steel is that it is mostly a mobile. Uh, yeah. it, it's it can't you know it's just there's a bunch of stations there. They don't really move, and if they mm. do, they don't move fast. Yeah. So because of that, they create a plan. They get a Loyalist Armada, enormous, six battle barges, nine strike cruisers, Imperial Navy ships, the Adeptus Mechanicus War Caraval, 84 escort ships, the Titan Legion, massive. Massive, and what, okay. And what they do is uh, they, the war, like all the bad ab uh, things kind of spring to life. They start going wee-woo, wee-woo, and preparing yeah. themselves for the Armada. However... Uh, quickly reaching terminal velocity was the uh, bulk of the Rapturus Rex engaged with its main drive at maximum power oh. uh, to alter course okay. uh, against with its inertia, pulling a stellar fragment along with it. Oh, no. Are they just going to slingshot a giant rock into this thing? <laughs> I mean... Are- are they gonna? Are they just slingshot? Are they? Are they? Are they pulling a? What was the Mass Effect DLC with the the thing oh, that had the, the rockets on the back? Yeah. Are they just flinging an asteroid at it? So, so they call it a stellar fragment, which makes me assume it's a part of a star. But I don't know how they would grab a star. Yeah. How do you tugboat a star? So I'm assuming they're tugboating <clears throat> a, a a giant asteroid of sorts. Yeah. But the way they, they describe it very difficultly. Um, okay. But basically, the they're they're basically tugboating a a, a giant mass of something, <laughs> and they just fling it at the Ring of Steel. Well, they you know they they sent it a sign called the the Sentinel Sigma Station, uh, which can't really move that quick. So they have this giant rogue star fragment like coming at them at terminal velocity. Oh boy. And as okay. it gets closer and closer, it's it's a it's a tumbling fireball. <laughs> so they they go like, oh my god! So they start <laughs> shooting at it, trying to break it apart Armageddon style. Too big. Well, they they can't they, uh, their stuff can't hit it because it's a burning fireball. So their <laughs> munitions burn up by the time it gets close. Okay. So well, goodbye. <laughs> So eventually, though, like with all of the mines and all the things placed around the system, the star gets or whatever it is, gets really close to the station. But finally, with a giant wave of atomic detonations and plasma batteries and stuff, the thing does break apart and start to shatter into smaller pieces, uh, washing the void shields of the station of like a wash with fire and flame. Yeah. By Dragon Force. (laughs) anyway yeah go ahead uh, now you can put that on the brookie makes a boomer reference yeah bingo. that is a ve- that is a huge boomer reference great one though you know? i i do love me some good dragon force yeah there's nothing like a little power metal yeah um but uh with the wake of the star behind it as the the fire moved and the and the vision cleared came just drop pods like uh oh, like a, a like angry bees 
Oh, boy. <laughs> Never-ending draw pods. Oh, boy. And yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll put a dent in your shield. And so they landed on this station, the uh, Sentinel Sigma station, and along with the drop pods came the Archmagos Mechanicus Lords of Angstrom, which, because Huron is a is a, a self-absorbed, power-hungry man, everything was in his code, basically. And once uh. the Mechanicus Lords arrived, they subverted the machine spirits and weapons to their will and overrode the signals of the mines and the stations across the planets. Oh, boy. So the uh, the Iron Ring has sufficiently been shut down. It has been turned against him. And there is n- so he how the tables have turned, how the turntables, how the turns have tabled. Yes, indeed. So with that, uh, and now that the ring of steel has been shattered, it comes down to the final assault. I mean, the final assault is exactly what you think it is. Landing more forces, Titan legions being dropped, orbital bombardment waves, you know, attacks above beta primaris, thunderhawks, land raiders. Like is no chance. How does he survive this? He survives this by going deep, deep down into the vaults of the Palace of Thorns as it's getting just blasted. Absolutely blasted. Sheesh. By God knows how many enemies. And deep in these vaults, he ends up fighting the chapter, I believe it's the chapter master of the Star Phantoms chapter, in which, uh, oh no, it's a captain, um, Captain Androcles. Uh, blasts him with a combi melta, taking Ouch. off his right arm entirely and a good chunk of his right side of his body. Uh, Huron, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Huron's all metal over there now. And uh, Huron then was, <coughs> of course, like usual, able to escape. And uh, along with about 200 Astral Claws uh, Space Marines got themselves into an escape transport and were for the most part never seen again. As the Carcharodon chapter sabotaged all the geothermal plants of the planet and the entire thing began to heave with the uh, with the lava and tectonic uh, activity of a volcano. Wow. Well, all, all right. So, so Badab is is going out the window. Th- this planet will be absolutely. It is no more. It is just going to be swallowed by magma, fire, and death. I mean the the Mechanicus love their fire planets. You get a lot of power with fire true. planets. That's that's true. That's true. Sure, sure. But and Huron just got a bunch of astral claws and just got an escape ship and just flew, flew under the radar and got away. Pretty much. Uh, well, missing half of his body. Well, um, yeah, yeah. But pretty much, yeah. Huron <laughs> escapes. The astral claws have a couple have like a couple hundred people left, and he goes off to go do his rest of his shenanigans. His red corsair nonsense. Yep. Uh, after and then you know. I mean, for the most part, that ends the Badab War. The last bit of the Palace of Thorns raid and stuff is probably awesome to read about, but in this really condensed version, it is just another of our enormous battles. Yeah. For all Um, intents and purposes, the Badab War has been ended since, you know, 
They yes. claim Badab, and Huron had to run away and missing half his body, and he has basically no forces left. He can no longer put up much resistance. That would be correct. Damn. Uh, also, yeah, um, I was so wrong in the last episode. The man never turned to chaos. Huh. So at no point during the Badab where he turns to chaos. That's crazy. Because, like, knowing that he survives... And knowing that he turns into Huron Blackheart, I just assumed at some point this was going to turn into another, oh, it's the Imperium versus Chaos, and they drove another one of their men to Chaos because the uh, Ecclesiarchy and the Administratum were being idiots, and surely he must get Chaos to survive this, and he never does. No, he doesn't. Uh, I would <coughs> argue that he... Well, he okay, Huron's initial... Okay, well, real quick, let's do the, let's do the trials and stuff. Mm. Um, for the most part, a large portion of the uh, chapters left, because remember, this is not chaos. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah. in, we're not end killed or considered excommunicata traitoris. They were allowed to survive, the Lamenters, the Mantis Warriors, etc., by uh, assuming that they were just horribly misled by the tyrant and un- understanding of his deeds. Oh, fair. Yeah. And so they were all sent on penance crusades uh, for the most part. Oh, okay. Um, they, they go go off. I think we talked about this in the Lamenters chapter. Like, go off, go kill a whole bunch of heretics and other stuff, and don't come back for like 300 years as a penance for what you've done here. Maybe okay. not 300 years, but for a while, you know. Okay, so they just accept it like, oh, yeah, you were probably just following his orders because you had to, and we'll let you back in, and as long as you're still for the Emperor, and... Okay. For the most part. 100 years, thank you. So actually, their penance should be ending rather soon, because uh, it's uh, (laughs) like like 9.13 M41. Okay, so they could be... So, like, would the Mantis Warriors be let back in as a chapter, or would they be integrated into a separate chapter? Uh, the ma- they would keep themselves as a chapter. Remember, a chapter is only a thousand people. Yeah, so that's I, true. it's not like they could be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I believe it's uh, it's its own kind, their own kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. That being said, uh, the Star Phantoms were given a bloody prize as they were Hell badly yeah. mauled from their uh, Pyrrhic victory. Uh, mm-hmm. They were then rewarded dominion over the Badab sector. Uh, oh. However, it's a uh, Bit of a hollow one because they were <laughs> seriously damaged and in a lot of pain, but you know, yeah, still you you get bad ab now, and that's a is it still a prosperous area after all the fighting? <sighs> Not particularly. Yeah, everything has just been bombed and beaten and orbital bombarded to such a degree that it's like you probably can't get much out of it anymore, can you? There's not a whole lot of like reasons, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. That is, yeah, that's, oh boy, it is about as broken and beaten as, as they were, I guess. Let's fucking go another Pyrrhic Imperial victory! Let's go, baby! Let's go, baby! <laughs> Let's go, you love to see it! The region's it. unusable! Let's, Let's go. go, we win! <laughs> <laughs> um... As besides that, uh, Shai is making a good point. I think I'll leave a lot of Huron uh, for another episode if we do one on the Red Corsairs. Ah. Uh, obviously, Huron has a fall to chaos. Yep. And 
you know, there's a, there's a good point in this whole method, um, or this whole. There's a message here at the end of the day. Uh, taxes suck. We know taxes are awful. That that was that's part of it. Disgusting. Um, Huron was like okay. I can't say Huron did nothing wrong, but for the first maybe a hundred years, Huron did nothing wrong. Yeah, for a good chunk of this, he really didn't do much wrong. He was kind of. He was he was really kind of betrayed by like the administratum and the imperium a little bit, and yeah, it kind of sent him down a weird path. It, it did kind of send him down a, a path. Now, granted, uh, he went v- way too far. In, yep, he sure did <laughs> in a lot of situations. But I I have to say, I have to say, as far as this whole thing goes, um. I re- I really did not. I don't think that Huron did a lot wrong. His reasons for leaving were just the empire yeah. he was building was fair, yeah. and he went just too far. Yep, he just he went too far. But I mean, not entirely his fault either. Like you said, so you know, yeah, yeah. He, his hand was a little forced. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and after they, at some they point, just listened to him and just sent him a little bit of aid. Oh man, yeah, that was. They could have stopped this whole thing from happening. Badab stays super prosperous, but now they just have scorched earth. Well done, Imperium. Well done. Let's go another <gasps> Imperial victory. Let's go. Woo, 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 woo. 